Hey, besties. Hello, my confidants. How are you, my confidants? Boy, oh boy, what an episode do I have planned for you? What an episode! You see, I was looking through the catalog of what's to come and who we've got upcoming on the pod, and I was like, when's the last time just you and I sat down, shot the shit, caught up on life, and just did like a little check skis in, a little check in with each other before, you know, we've got mental health month coming up. We are all getting vaccinated, baby. Our bodies are ready to go back out into the world. And I was like, you know what? There's been so much going on in my friggin' life lately that it would just be nice to go over All of these things, A, that I'm feeling and thinking and working on. And then most importantly, and like, here's where I really need you this episode, Dear Confidants, is like your feedback on some of these things. This is actually an episode where I'm asking you all the questions. Um, There's not really a good format to this episode. I just wrote down a list of stuff I wanted to talk about. (laughs) And then as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube.com slash Kelsey Dara, that I'm in my podcast room. I don't know how the sound sounds. It sounds a little echoey. I'm still decorating it. And then I'm hoping to put in like professional lighting and stuff. Right now I'm just using my ring light. Um, I want to get like little microphones set up. And then I've got this little TV I put in so that when I'm talking to you guys and like as I'm talking about a subject, I can just like click over and you can see the different like stuff we're going to talk about. And then you've got like a little bit more visual moment happening um yeah so like I said there's no way to dive in there's no ads this week um so we can just like get started and comment below or like shout out loud in your car as you listen to this (laughs) dm me comment email the pod like I would love to just ask you guys a bunch of stuff talk to you guys a bunch of stuff and like let's do it. Okay. So first agenda on housekeeping items. So I have been struggling with merchandise, like for the brand, for the podcast specifically, like for my wants and needs, I've switched to about three different companies that, you know, you do a split with them. They provide all the, um, like materials and shipping part of it. And then you provide the marketing and, and what you want. Right. So I, I've made so many cute designs and like little things based off of who the guest was little quotes and the quality and the price just never matched up. Like I was getting um, errors on the printing. The company was taking forever to respond to customer service. Like there was just no, there just hasn't been like a really smooth, easy sailing with a merchandise company. Like ever since I made the Anxiety Queen and Confidently Insecure shirts and merch, which I actually have, I ended up buying it out at the merch place that I was with most recently because I was just like, just give me everything. I'm going to handle it myself. So I ended up buying like, I think 400 units total, which means like 400 pieces, which is divided up into, and you might have to be on youtube.com slash Kelsey Dare to see this. I've got confidently insecure tees and crops. We go up to size three X and this is really soft material. It is made with Bella canvas. If you've ever like owned a thing of Bella canvas, like comfort is 
the number one priority for me as a person living in constant chronic pain. I want something that feels good on. So we've got the confidently insecure crop and tees, um, as well as the little dad caps, which I love these. I always get complimented on them when I wear it out. Um, and then we've got the OG anxiety queen crops and tees, which again, same material, super soft and the hat, which I also love in this emerald green embroidery stitching. And these are great quality. Like that's why I bought these out. Cause I was like, those are good. Those are solid. Those are ready to be worn and out in the world. Um, but that is what I have in stock. And I don't know exactly what to do with it. Like I definitely want to do some giveaways. Um, if you're interested in having one, I don't know, like, should I put them on my website for sale? Just since I'm the one that's going to be shipping them. And like, I always make sure to include a little sticker and stuff with it. But I just, I, I'm assuming the best way to get this stuff to you guys is by making an online store, maybe on my website. And I use Wix.com. Shout out to Wix, but your inner face is so confusing. Um, if anyone is like proficient in Wix, I could really use someone to help me open the store. Um, so if we want to work with that, like, let me know. How do you guys want to have access to it? Uh, Amazon drop shipping uh, is really expensive. Um, I've been looking into, I think it's called like Printful. They seem to have like a good eco-friendly um, sustainable line that could potentially be a place where I make more merch. But just so you guys know, this whole conversation is completely different from the book merchandise. So the book merchandise, which is the I'm sensitive sweaters and t-shirts and the coffee gives me anxiety mugs and the candles and the book, all of that is in partnership with Thought Catalog, who is the publisher of the book. So I am beyond thrilled with that merchandise but that is specifically for the book underneath that umbrella that's not like my own I mean it is my own IP but I don't own it outright to just like take it and be like my uh, excuse me and plus I wouldn't because I'm really happy with the way that they're like managing that so I guess that's my question is like do you guys care about merge do you want it and if it's stuff like what I showed you how would you want to receive it wow I took like a whole five minutes on merge let's move on to the next topic Okay, this is a fun one. So I realized that I really, really miss just connecting with you guys in making content. Like I think a reason why I've really fallen in love with TikTok is because I can put like a whole day of mine out on the internet for 60 seconds and I can have feedback with you guys. It's quick, it's uh, punchy, it feels like fresh and new and then it expires and you know if it's not on your for you page in a week you probably won't see it kind of thing and it feels like the new way of doing YouTube videos but I do miss the connection to the community with you guys like that I had maybe more when I worked at BuzzFeed or when I was making regular videos for my channel and I know that this YouTube channel has basically become the podcast channel, or if you're listening to this on only audio, you're probably like, what are you talking about? But I have made some videos that I posted. Like when I travel, I really enjoyed making the travel vlogs and I just miss making that content with you. So I had an idea of like, what if I were to start making vlogs, but you know, elevated vlogs, not just like straight to camera talking. Cause that kind of stuff gets so boring to me, but I had the, the original idea I had was to do it on a Patreon. So it would be like you pay 10 bucks a month and you get a new vlog every week. 
And I was like, do people want to pay for content? Because it costs me to make it, right? Like I have to pay an editor. It's time consuming. It literally is like, I did it this weekend just vlogging when I went to a day trip to San Diego. And it takes you so out of like the moment. Like you're like, oh my God, wait, don't eat that. Wait, do that again. Can you film me doing this? Like, hold on. What's my outfit like? Like there's just an extra layer of life attached to it that feels a little inauthentic. So I was like, do I want to force myself to put out four videos a month? And if I don't, like I would feel bad for taking people's money, which I feel weird about doing anyways, but it would more so be like, going towards an editor. Um, so then I was like, well, I don't even know if people want that. So I did film our 24 hours in San Diego trip yesterday and I'm gonna have an editor edit it. I have no idea where I'm going to post it. Maybe on my channel, maybe that'll be like the first video of a Patreon, but I just, I don't know. I don't use Patreon. Well I do, but I don't actually watch it. I just like help some of the YouTubers out that I love. Um, but I, with thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, uh, the, the Patreon would literally be like, you know, chat threads, Q and A's, um, uh, newsletters. Um, then the tier for the videos would just be like $10. And then I even thought about doing one more tier that was more of a coaching mentoring tier, that was a little more pricey, but it's because it would be one-on-one coaching with me. So if you ever, you know, want to talk about like writing a book or starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or like industry stuff, I, I had even considered doing that as like a tier. So, and then I, the next day I woke up and I was like, why would I force myself to be beholden to this stuff if A, no one's going to sign up for it and B, I am not putting my 100% into it because you guys know me, like I don't have fast stuff. <laughs> so um, let me know what you're thinking about content beyond these episodes because I know some of you only really interact with me through the podcast we don't like do much on insta these days I'm I'm posting videos and and I love to post stories videos are or excuse me posts are a little bit more time uh, intensive but the stories I love just like talking to you guys and reading your dms I read all of them um okay that's number two. Number three, I wanted to tease a little bit about what's to come with Mental Health Month. May is Mental Health Awareness Month all over the United States. Actually, I think it's the globe. I have no fucking clue. Um, but we've got some really exciting guests for any of my TikTokers out there. I've got Nadia and Micheline Maloof. Um, it's Nadia or not. Oh, fuck. I even went through this with her on the podcast. I was like, it's either Nadia or Nadia. Uh, Adesi and Micheline Maloof of the Anxious Like You podcast. And they're also both really amazing, fantastic, big following on uh, TikTok, uh, therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist. So um, that's exciting. That's going to be our first episode. Um, next, I've got a fantastic entrepreneur who uh, has been diagnosed bipolar and almost you know, lost everything and then, uh, built back from, you know, kind of conquering her, um, struggles with diagnoses and then kind of talking a little bit more about mania and understanding that breaking that stigma a little bit more. Um, then we've got some amazing, amazing psychiatrists who are like young, queer women of color who are more like us, (laughs) 
than those old dinosaur dad-like doctors that I'm sure uh, many of us have gone to see. And that conversation I'm really excited for because I have had such more traumatizing experiences with psychiatrists than not. Um, that doesn't knock therapy or psychology by any means, but I'm really excited to chat with them. And then I'm also hoping to get an expert on ADHD or PTSD and even have a conversation with some people that are doing more groundbreaking work in treatment. So like microdosing, um, ketamine injections, uh, LSD trials, those kinds of things. Cause I just, I love learning about that kind of stuff, especially if it has to do with mental health. You guys know me. Um, okay. So that is mental health month coming up. Next, I wanted to talk to you guys as I changed my slide about swap skis, which this was like a big fucking deal announcement that I know I've teased on the podcast a couple times, especially when I've talked to other women entrepreneurs and startup uh, queens and founders about that. I was doing this side business that was a big secret that no one knew about. And we finally launched the landing page. We made the company public uh, in terms of like people being able to see what it is and what it's about. Uh, last week, we launched this gorgeous landing page where uh, you can basically see our um, image for the prototype, which we have a working prototype. Um, and it tells you a little bit about what Swap Skis is. So for the last four fucking months, behind the scenes of like the book launch and the Soraya documentary and writing and all these other things that I'm doing on social media, I have been starting this startup <laughs> with a group of people who uh, hopefully you'll, you guys will get to know. I think um, we're still just cautious about saying who's working where and doing what because we are a startup and uh, some of us are doing this as like a side gig or a hobby. Um, but I love these people. They're freaking brilliant. And the best part is, is that we are leading an all lady team. Um, so Swap Skis is a home decor trading slash swapping app um, that is focused on sustainability, uh, safety, and uh, being cool as fuck, right? So the idea came to me back in November where I filmed this video being like, I was going to post it as a TikTok. I made this video on my phone being like, hey guys, like I'm taking out my Christmas decorations for the year and I'm just realizing like I've had the same Christmas decor for five years. It's really cute. There's nothing wrong with it. I just like want a new vibe this year. And I don't want to go to Target home. I do not want to go to Ikea. I do not want to buy anything. So does anyone want to just like trade and swap our collections and we don't have to pay for it, you know, just pay for shipping and like we swap. And so I was about to post that. And then my boyfriend was like, that's a really good idea. I don't think you should post that. And then my two friends were over that night. You guys know Zach who Zach Noita has been on the podcast a million times. And my old roommate, uh, Brian, who is an interior designer, everyone was like, wait a minute, this is the thing. This is totally a business. We should work on it. And then literally on the cross country RV trip I did all through the holidays into the new year, I was hiring the best 
graphic UX UI people, um, product management people, um, user experience, software engineers. Like we have a fucking legal team now based out of Gainesville. They're all women. Like I have a tax person for this company. By the way, we have zero dollars in funding so far. This has all been bootstrapped out of my ass and the hard work of so many amazing team members who just believe in the project. Um, shout out to you. You guys know who you are. Um, and we just wanted to bring this idea to life of like, I am part of the problem of contributing to how much waste goes into landfills every year. And it's only growing. The pandemic accelerated it five times. People want their space to look cute and it helps with mental health to love the area you live in. And you shouldn't be torching the earth while doing that. And I am not claiming to be like Greta Thunberg or fucking anybody by any means of like good environmental person, but I want to be. And that was the point of making Swapskis is I wanted to make an app where I could put a freaking lamp or a bookcase or, um, you know, a frame or a plate or a mirror on Swapskis and trade it with someone who had cute, like new, not trash, like good quality stuff without having to just throw it away or donate to a, a for-profit company that like hates women. So that's what Swapskis is. And as you can see here on our landing page right now, we're in the stage of collecting uh, users. So if you have the time, please go to Swapskis.co and give us your email and give us a follow on Instagram. We've got over 2000 followers already. I'm like blown to fucking pieces away by how much you guys love this idea. And yeah, like doing a startup is insane. Like there are so many things I never thought of that I would ever learn how to do or know about just in terms of like business. But it's been so refreshing to work on something that I am passionate about. And like in a weird way, it's kind of removed from me as a personality or as like an influence or whatever you call me. It's this other thing. And so there's not that pressure and like weight where it's like, oh my gosh, how are people going to respond? I'm just like, I'm making this dope thing that I want to exist. And if people want to come along, great. And I just, well, I love that part of the process. Like I love learning new stuff. I love conquering a, a thing I never thought I could do. I'm going into like pitch meetings, talking to these people who have money and I'm like, Oh my God, here's my idea. La, la, la. It's all like storytelling. And I truly believe that this is something that could change the market of the way that we think of spaces being beautiful and the way that we decorate our home and people who never had access or, or, um, never were, were given a chance in the home decor market, you know, like I was just thinking about how inclusive I wanted this app to be because I can't sign on to like any HGTV show without seeing some like white lady designing a house. And I was like, why can't we make this community so much more beautiful and diverse as it should be? And so not only are you getting, you know, swapping one for one items, um, for just the cost of the, uh, platform, which is a dollar per swap. Um, but you're also, getting new things and you're feeling good about it. And we're building this community. <sighs> See this, this is when I can just ramble about something. I don't have to be all like pitch mode where there's like a script and stuff. I can just talk to you about it. So <coughs> go to swapskis.co and give us a follow, give us your email. I can't wait for it to be done being built and be like a real live app out in the world. 
Okay, next item on the list. Oh, is so I'm about to leave for a month to go back to the middle of nowhere woods, New York City. Um, not New York City, <laughs> New York. Um, to help Lacey have her baby. Uh, Lacey's my best friend. You probably remember her from the beginning of the year episode where I had talked about my best friend having a baby and like, what the fuck does that mean? And my life is changing. Am I losing her? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, now it's time. She is eight and a half months pregnant. This bitch is about to pop. She is uh, had the quickest yet probably not the quickest pregnancy for her, but for me, it's been very quick. So I just need to get up there. I need to get out there. I need to help her push this baby. Confidant, sober girlies. Are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Out of her pussy and bring it into the world and be there to do anything she needs me to do. So like chores around the house, cleaning, organizing, designing, um, painting, like whatever she needs done around the house. Like I'm going there to just do that. So for the next four episodes, or I guess some of them are pre-filmed. Basically for the month of mental health month, they'll either be pre-recorded episodes or um, I'll be 
in the woods. So I'll be in a different environment. So just to give you a little like FYI where we are going this month. Yay. Next item I want to talk to you about is guilty pleasures. Some of you guys don't know that I have another podcast. I mean, like, it's not like this. It's not my podcast. I share it with Zach and Garrick, who are the other comedians, but guilty pleasures is a podcast that's out and it's amazing and so much fun to do. And I'm learning so much, but most importantly, it doesn't feel like work. It's like every week I get to sign online, talk to my good friends, have a joke and a laugh about our guilty pleasure movie or TV show that week. And then put it out into the world. And that if I didn't tell if the premise wasn't clear enough about what guilty pleasures is, it is a podcast where we take your favorite movies, TV shows, guilty pleasures, the ones we love to hate the cult classics, and we dissect them into guilts and pleasures. And then we make an ultimate decision. Is it a guilt? Is it a pleasure? Or is it just, Oh no, wait, I said that wrong. Is it a guilty pleasure, a pleasure, or just plain guilty? We've done movies like Crossroads, Sleepover. I know tomorrow, aka today, is baby day, baby's day out for all my 90s babies. Um, we did, uh, what's the one we did with Ned? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I know we're about to do one with Lana Candor, who is an amazing actress. Um, you guys know her from All the Boys I've Loved. Um who else did we have on? Oh, we did one with Laura DIY, L Mills. Like that podcast is just like stacked, fun, good time. And I'm learning so much. Like I've made some mistakes in the way that I've referred to communities of people or talking about a certain subject. And like people have been just so nice about being like, Hey, I don't know if you knew this, but actually we don't say that anymore. This is the word that like, that's what I love about, uh, this kind of community is we can just have like direct conversations to one another I like it the way we call it is like you're calling me in instead of calling me out which I really love and appreciate okay so go listen to guilty pleasures please you can find the link below or just follow Zach Kornfeld um okay next item up for discussion is oh I don't think I've been moving my my notes oh well um la, 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 la. I'm writing my second book right now oh my god it's happening uh, it is a chronic pain workbook, uh, just like Don't Fucking Panic was for anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. This book is going to be for people living with chronic pain and illness, invisible illness. Um, it is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. The thing about writing Don't Fucking Panic was I have really been in the mental health industry for a hot minute right like I've been dealing you know I had my first panic attack when I was a little kid it's been over 15 years that I've been seeing psychiatrists so I felt like even though it was still a huge fucking thorn in my side I had more experience with it with chronic pain I'm still in the you know first five, six years of it, which when I say it like that, it, it feels like it's been a long time, but it, it's taken a toll on my brain in a different way than the anxiety, panic, and depression did. Like, I feel as though I had the best way of managing my mental health, you know, coming uh, to terms with my life and writing about it. And I felt like even though I struggled with it, I, I had good tools. That's what it is. I had great tools. I had a support system. I'd really leaned into it. You know, I didn't get rid of it. I didn't try to cure it. I mean, I tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but I really leaned into it. Chronic pain 
It's very hard to lean into physical pain. Emotional pain, I'm like, I'm an artiste. I'm a Gemini rising in moon. Like, I can use this brain uh, for good. Whereas pain is very different. It's very individualized. It can be a weirdly more isolating than depression, which I never thought I would say like, ah, man, even just talking about it now, I'm getting a little bit like sad and frustrated that I can't even like voice it. So know that that's happening in the background of my life. Uh, on top of, you know, the Saray documentary, launching swap skis, um, making the podcast, um, trying to post good content, all that stuff. Uh, but I love being busy cause I'm an ENTP or whatever the fuck it's called. ENTJ. I don't know the, the, which one am I? Oh, fuck, the personality tests are so rooted in fucking sexism and racism anyway that I shouldn't care, but fuck, I can't remember what I am. Anyways, uh, moving on. Okay, so that was all the housekeeping. Can you believe I had that much shit to like tell you guys about? <laughs> now I just wanted to go over a couple of things that are making me happy currently, like how I've been getting through all of the stress and drama of pain and work and strife and struggles. Um, I mean, number one, my best friend having a baby is pretty great. Like that's been really exciting to be like, Oh my God, nothing's going to matter anyways in like two weeks because there was going to be a human life in front of me that wasn't in existence before, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, so that's really been making me happy. Highly suggest get letting your best friend get pregnant so you can play auntie. Um, Oh, this one's an, a one you probably would have never guessed that I would talk about. Cryptocurrency. Now, if you are like me and you want to roll your eyeballs so far into the back of your head or fall asleep when someone says the word cryptocurrency, um, then you should listen because I was so just anti. I thought it was nerd shit. I thought it was stocks shit, stonks shit. Like I didn't get it. I thought it was for boys, which is so stupid, but man, the patriarchy is still alive and well. Um, but I'm lucky in that Jared is really into the crypto game. And I started following the nonsense with GameStop. I had put some money into Bitcoin and Ethereum, which are two different type of cryptocurrencies back in the day. Um, been just like kind of watching that grow. And then Dogecoin became a thing. And Dogecoin uh, is short for Doge, like a dog, and then coin, where it's like they've made this an online coin and it started out as a joke to make fun of bitcoin and uh i bought some and now it's going up and i'm holding on to it until i can get enough money to maybe be my own first investor in swap skis <laughs> so i think the reason why i'm even bringing this up that has been bringing me joy is because i'm really enjoying learning about a subject that at first I was so intimidated by and so annoyed by that now I'm kind of like, you know, I'm watching the TikToks about it. I'm looking on YouTube. I'm seeing what Twitter has to say about it. And it is a bit anti-government. So it is a, what is called, what's the word? It's a blockchain. Oh God, I don't know. The f decentralized blockchain. So it means it can't be destroyed and it can't be um, controlled. It's like nobody owns it. Like the way a bank owns the, the place where you put your money. It's like, 
cryptocurrency and the blockchain that no one owns that. Like it can't be broken into or whatever, unless there was like a universal power grid outage. I don't know. Um, but it's a bit anti-government. I do feel like it's the future of where currency is going. Maybe not in my lifetime, but money is just an idea anyways. It's something we like believe in. <laughs> and fucking, I feel the same way about property. Like property is just, I heard this yesterday on a podcast Jared was listening to, but it was like, property is just something we decided was a thing. We decided it's like, whatever you can defend is yours. And so the word property became implemented as like a thing, but it's just an idea. And as someone who's 30 and doesn't own a house, I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck that shit. Fucking, but who needs own property? I want to own experiences and laughter and friendships. Okay, moving on to the next thing that's making me happy. I'm actually wearing it. Um, this is the Kim Kardashian skim set. Now, I know she's a problematic fave for a lot of people. But again, going back into that idea that I am, I decided this year and I've said it to like all my friends and family. I've been like, I am done being uncomfortable. I am in uncomfort. I am in discomfort all the fucking time. So I'm no longer wearing bra. I'm no longer wearing underwear. I'm no longer wearing fucking tight leather pants. I was never wearing those before. But I am only going to wear comfortable comfortable outfits, especially because I get to work from home because I get to be my own boss in a lot of areas of my life. I am only looking for soft things. And there's another company that I love called Final Touch that I think is based out of downtown LA. So I don't know if it's accessible everywhere. I think they're a wholesaler, but you might get to find somewhere in your area that sells um, Final Touch. Final Touch? Is that what it's called? Final Touch? Oh God, no, I gotta Google it. Final Touch Clothing. Yes, that is it. Final Touch Apparel. Um, that is really soft. And this fucking Skims collection is so goddamn soft you guys they come in this crop tank I get the um the like hemmed uh what's the word I'm looking for like the joggers um because I think the regular size pants are just way too fucking long and the regular size tanks are way too hot uh I like I mean I'm in Los Angeles it's like 80 degrees out today and I'm wearing the uh cozy collection so that's what I'm talking about by the way is the cozy collection um I bought a rope and I bought it in three different colors and I wear it every single day that's how much I love this product not sponsored truly maybe even shouldn't be supporting the Kardashians but I am supporting being fucking comfortable okay moving on and I get to move my little tab boom I watched Seaspiracy on Netflix. Is that backwards for you guys? Someone tell me if that's backwards for you guys. Um, it's a documentary that's getting a lot of heat and attention because it talks about how um, overfishing is what is ruining our oceans and polluting our li lives and what's going to make the ocean empty and climate change and all of this stuff. Um, but then some people are saying like they dr dramatized the numbers and like, Oh, the, it's, there's other things you can do, but I feel like the people that are kind of knocking this documentary are actually just like government people or companies. This, this documentary really kind of has no, um has no um agenda which is weird because the whole movie's an agenda to get you to like stop fishing or fight for voting to stop fishing or whatever but it's 
And again, maybe I'm just like an anti-government fucking anti-capitalist bitch these days. Look at me. I'm starting a company fucking talking about fish and shit. Guys, who am I? This is what happens when you get sober. You start caring about things other than yourself and your hangovers and burritos. Okay, moving on. Um, ooh, another one that I've really been loving. Uh, the Oscars are tonight, BT dubs. So this will be Monday. So they were last night. I wonder who won. It better be it better have been Chadwick Boseman and Daniel Kuwilea. Um the Mole Agent was by far my favorite documentary. Um, it is made by M- Mighty Alberti. Oh, God, I'm such a fucking problematic white Irish bitch. Um, and the logline is an 83-year-old man poses as a resident in a Chilean nursing home to see if he can find signs of abuse. And when I tell you guys, I loved this documentary so much it reminded me why I love documentaries and if you're a doco like me please watch the mole agent I don't think it's gonna have won the Oscars last night but I think it's a sleeper people be sleeping on it you should watch it it'll make you laugh cry gasp oh just watch it um and then another documentary that I wanted to bring up and I think I did I put a little tab about it see that's the one thing that I have to say about putting up this new podcast um room is that I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this exactly. Okay. Apparently I don't have a tab up, whatever. We'll just put it back on my face. Hi. Um, collective was another documentary. Uh, it was about journalists who uncover a healthcare fraud in the wake of the deadly night fire, uh, nightclub fire in uh, Bucharest, Romania in 2015. If you guys remember that happening where a bunch of people tragically lost their lives in a fire in a music venue hall and, then that's kind of all we ever heard about it was like, oh gosh, the codes of the building, blah, 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 blah. But this, and I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, another reason why I love documentary and probably like why I'm making a fucking documentary about Justice for Soraya. But this just really will open your eyes (laughs) to um, the media, to uh, healthcare, to how we're being treated. Um, I know it's taking place in Romania, but I think there's a lot of like crossover with the American healthcare system. Um, and then like, while I'm talking about, you know, justice for Soraya, there are some very big things happening on the production side of making the documentary that again, like can't talk about, not allowed to talk about, but can tell you about, uh, that we have another court case coming up, um, June 29th, uh, for her, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please pause this, go to justiceforsoraya.com and read her whole story. Go to the change.org, go to the GoFundMe. Um, and we are really looking to get some help finding a inpatient residential facility for juvenile youth anywhere in the country. Um, inpatient means that Soraya would actually live there for a period of time and that she's under the care of a psychiatrist. If you can imagine like rehab, it's kind of like you go away to rehab and you're in, you know, you're getting checked out by nurses and doctors all the time. And it's kind of like that, but it's for juveniles. So we're looking for, um, a place that she can go that is, uh, well, you know, well-respected and, um, would be a good fit, meaning like they need to be able to take her charges on because again she's still under the care of the state of Oregon yada 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 um so I've put out a 
update on the GoFundMe and the change.org about that. Just asking for help and resources and recommendations from you guys, because really the only reason why this whole entire documentary has been happening is because of all of you people signing and educating yourselves on the topic of juvenile incarceration. Um, there's some really incredible books. Uh, Waiting for an Echo is all about mental health and um, uh, incarceration, private prisons. There's also, I think it's called like the children of, oh fuck, what's the name of the one that I'm thinking of? Ugh, I'll have to think about it. But there's, there's a lot of content on juvenile incarceration that the fact that there's even prisons for children should anger everybody. And that is what <laughs> I'm working on kind of shedding a little bit of light on is that this is happening in every state. This is happening in your town. This is happening in your city. And um, not enough people know about it because these juvenile prisons ride under the guise of being um, anonymous or excuse me, not anonymous, but um, protecting of the identity of the youth because they're under 18 and it's for privacy reasons. Like, yeah, you guys are keeping it private also so that you can do horrendous, horrible things and like get away with it. And then the child will never be paid attention to because they're a kid and they're a criminal. Um, but I digress. Uh, that's the last thing I wanted to say. Uh, I know that was, this was a lot. We went through everything from uh, merchandise to uh, potentially starting a Patreon or just putting out more content on the YouTube channel um, to uh, mental health month coming up. Um, go watch skim, go watch skims. No, go check out skims, go watch guilty pleasures. Uh, check out all of those movies I mentioned, especially if you love documentary. Um, and thanks for just like letting me ramble. I feel like sometimes when I do these episodes, I get so focused on like making it a good interview that I just forget to talk to you guys. I just forget to like, check in, see what you're watching, what you're wearing, who you doing, who you seeing, what are you into? How are you guys like doing getting back into the world again? I am fully vaccinated. I'm a Pfizer baby. Um, I was fully vaccinated as of like last week. That was like my two weeks post second shot. Um, and Jared and I, when we were in San Diego yesterday, we did a pasta making class. And in the city of San Diego, um, the governor or the mayor made this rule where it was like, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. And I was like, okay, obviously, I, you know, I feel fine about that because I know I'm vaccinated. But like, what if these other motherfuckers without their masks on are lying? And then I was just like, that's too much of a rabbit hole for me to go down into. So I just did it. And, I, you know, I kept my mask on. But I'd love to know how you're feeling. Are you traveling? How is it over there in Europe? All my UK babies. Shout out to Canada. How are you guys up there? Tell me things. Just leave a comment below. Tell me a little bit about your life. What's going on? You know, DM me. Give me an answer to all the millions of questions that I had for you today. Um, and of course, as always, please take a moment to rate this five stars. If you're not going to rate it five stars, please don't rate it at all because you know that I'm sensitive. Speaking of being sensitive, the sensitive merch is in the link below as well as getting my book. By the way, maybe we should do a book giveaway on this episode. Hmm. Maybe one of you that doesn't have the book. And if you can note that in your message to me or in your comment, um, and you answer one of my questions, help me out with all of the things that I asked you guys, I'll give a book away to one of you. That would be great. I've got a bunch of copies. I'm looking at it right now. Um, yes. Yeah, so that'll be in the link below. Uh, you can always email us at confidently podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at confidently pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're always doing giveaways and I will see you next week. My lovely coffee moms. Bye. Bye.